My name is Thomas Proffitt. I'm a filmmaker based outside Philadelphia, PA, and I'm looking to create a life for myself writing and directing films. On this podcast, I give my take on things as well as interview friends, filmmakers, and interesting folks about just about anything. You can find the full podcast catalog at ProfitableProductions.com backslash podcast. Profitable is spelled like my name with two F's and two T's. You can also find clips from my episodes there as well as my films. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Tom Profit Take. You, like, you, you ever do any uh, Wim Hof breathing? What is that? You breathe in 100% and then you breathe out 20%. Breathe in 100%, breathe out 20%. Hmm. Breathe in 100%, breathe in about 20%. <laughs> There's a reason why he does endurance shit. And What's it supposed to do? The best in the world. Well, I, all, I, all I know is I, I think it's you're just oxygenating, oxygenating your body more than letting the oxygen out. And I see. Whatever, what, for whatever reason, when I started doing that, I started lifting heavier weights. And hmm. I've also, I've not only like increased my cardio workouts and the difficulty of them. Like I'm, I'm working on doing three times as much as I used to be able to do. Sweet. That's interesting because with meditation, they say to breathe out longer than you're breathing in. Yeah, I think people are fucking idiots. Well, that's that's yeah. also for the Dude, that's like to come down. You come down. I've been yeah, told true. like from like running uh, teacher like or, or PT like like physical education teachers, uh, your PT teachers like from high school, like they're like you know breathe breathe out like through your mouth and in through your nose, but mm-hmm. you get less oxygen in then. And so I I think um I I. But once I started doing that, like I've been able to increase my my weight, my my workouts now again. Like it's got me over plateaus. That, that is sweet though. That's awesome. Yeah, that's I'm gonna big. start trying. I'll Dude, probably pass that out, out on the treadmill. <laughs> and then also, if you're ever facing either pain or difficulty, try that. Just try it because you, you you know how many times you do it. Well, no, like like here's the thing. I I use it for like whenever I'm like if I'm gearing up for like a phone call that I'm dreading, <laughs> like yeah. I'll do it then, and it gets me alert. Like or, how many how many breaths do you do? Typically? Whatever as many as I want. I do it before acting. Some like the last sketch I did. Mm. Like it, it really just gets you in the zone and it gets you like ready. I think to meet whatever you're you have to face. And um, I don't know, dude. It's I've started doing it. I'm like, I'm gonna start doing this from now more now. Like like, but, but I I've been doing it my work at my med no my workouts when in cardio like whenever or or, or lifting, whenever I'm feeling like oh my god I can't get through this I start breathing that way. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's get nice. through it. And yeah, I'm, I feel, I feel yeah. that extra, you know, that's dope. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I love things like that. But um, I might even leave that in the beginning. <laughs> um, so we're back um, with that little tangent about Wim Hof breathing. Um, so basically, uh, let's uh, let's flip the the tables real quick, or the flip the script. Um, flip the table, <laughs> not really, not literally. Um, but basically, what do you have any questions for me? Oh, I'm sure I'll think of them as soon as I leave. Um, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, in regards of what? Anything. I mean, if is I mean, because we I've been asking you guys questions the entire right. time. Anything you guys have? Didn't I give you that ahead of time? I forget. I I, I didn't think of anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, you did. Um, do, you, do you have a favorite? Uh, what's your favorite movie? Ever? Favorite movie. <laughs> either i I, well my top three and i was i actually have a question later about the top three films if you can name them um i think mine would be i so it's 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 either it's either the dark knight by nolan batman yeah yeah yeah. um 
And I'm not even a big comic book person, but Dark Knight. Yeah, me neither. But that, those are what, just uh, who, who, who was in that one? Who was the villain? Uh, Joker. Joker. Ledger. The Joker. Yeah. Heath Ledger. And Joker. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then there's also No Country for Old Men, and then there's also uh, like either Stalker or The Mirror by Tarkovsky. I think those are my changeable. Those are my top three in terms of like films that had a big influence on me. Mm-hmm. Now, somewhere in my top ten list is uh, Transformers by Michael Bay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really? Because, but that's just that's only because um when i was in high when i was in like going into uh middle school going from elementary school when i was in elementary school that movie was coming out and i was in, big in the transformers at the time but that for whatever reason that movie Adorable. clicks that movie like first one's not bad yeah yeah the movie got me like interested in filmmaking hmm. or just doing stop motion at the time with my my transformers things and that's, that's cool. what launched me into making movies eventually hmm. and so i have to i have to credit that hmm. even though as much as i i, I sneer it you know, being like, all right, my tastes have evolved. I'm not, I'm not. Like, no, every, everyone's got like, remembering yeah, your everyone's roots. got a formative yeah. movie. That but really I, 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 I can't, I have to respect like what, you know, whatever they did on that film. Um, maybe it was because Steven Spielberg was producing. And so he had to up his game a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. That film. I think, Michael Bay, I think yeah. there's some truth to that. For the same reason, bro, you know, I, I always, I say that clerks, uh, you know, not the best movie in the world. And by even worse, not the, not even close to the best director in the world, but it's one that caught me in a certain time. It made me realize that I do like movies a lot and that, you know, it's something yeah. I want to do, but mm-hmm. you know, even though it's just like it's a, a good movie, movie. Dude, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, so I remember seeing it years ago. I, I watched it. Like, I got to watch it again. Yeah. The fact that they just did all that with such a little budget. Yeah, it's great. Great, like great inspiration uh, fuel. You know what I mean? And yeah. So, um, you know, I, I get what you mean with transformers, you know, and like wanting to, to, to mimic it, wanting to do it, you know, it's, it's, it's important because it kickstarts something, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I have a question from an actor's yeah. uh, perspective, and this is a little loaded and might not be, it might not be able to get an answer. But um, from an as when you're directing or even writing or both, yeah. when you when you really know what you want for your film, mm-hmm. do you prefer an actor to do more or less? In terms, and of I guess like, that depends on the like, genre. Like you want them to like get put more into it. It more like say say maybe it's an intense scene do you want them to be more subtle and visceral so, or more or more like go all in and, and just go fucking nuts it's, it's hard to say yeah. um i really like um so, so i this this goes back to the dustin hoffman master class one of the things i learned from his master class is is to is to not put anything in that's artificial start off as yourself as the character in the situation granted it's a it's a where wherever that character is in the story the situation you have to think about that um and how you're how you're interacting with the other character in the scene what are you trying to get what are your objectives but like really try to do it from from you and here's an example um de niro would uh you know when he worked with de niro he noticed that de niro would just say the lines you know, he would just say it. It, it, it didn't. See, it, it was automatic. It was. But he, what he was doing was he was just saying the lines. Um, normally, like we're talking right now. The same was true of uh, Brando when Brando was. Uh, I think I mentioned this to you when we were on the car ride location scouting for real oranges. He would talk to the lighting person, the grip or something. I've mentioned this on the podcast a million times. And I apologize to anybody who's listening who knows notices that. But he basically would just talk to the lighting person off screen 
Um, and then when they'd say, we're rolling, Brando, let's go. Uh, you know, he would just keep talking to him and then they'd finally get him to, you know, pay attention and do the scene. But he wouldn't do it differently from how he was talking to that person. He would be a, he would be Brando in the scene talking to the other actor, kind of like he was Brando talking to the lighting technician. He kind of used that as an anchor. So in that, that natural, natural, natural charisma, in that, uh, in that sense, it's doing less. Um, and I feel like with filmmaking, especially doing less is more on film. I think when you're and by, by and by more when you're doing more, which seems artificial, it's because you're trying to be this big performance. You're trying to, you know, do this huge thing. You're trying to put something there that you didn't do the work to put. You didn't create the foundation for, hmm. you it's know, the student film symptom too. You know, it's a, yeah. there, there's such a necessity to you, you theater gotta, acting. Yeah. You got a principal scene with two actors at a table talking about, you know, their tax returns. It's like cut, 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 cut. It looks like a, you know, it looks like an action movie. And I'm like, if the scene can be done in one shot, do it in one shot. Yeah, just because have. It, it feels like it's like your only shot, maybe because you're as a, as a filmmaker, like it's your only. It's your. You don't know how many times you could you could possibly yeah, do yeah. do this. True. But, Sorry, I keep. I keep nah, it's all right. I keep. I keep, no, I keep leaning good. back. You can but, adjust it by the knob. Just point, uh, make sure right. it's pointed I'll, at your I'll mouth. I'll sit up. You know, l l look at Alton Sorry, again. Folks. When he doesn't need to cut, he won't cut. He'll just you know if uh. Bob Altman, like mm. a American new wave director, very uh, big in the seventies. Yeah. Um, but you know, all, all his movies are more or less, you know, the the cut is by necessity, not by. It's when the characters leave a room or something where you would need for it to move. Do you, you want know, to know how I cut? Oh, and this is from the book. Um, it's actually down here. Um, Splicer um, in the blink of an eye by. Oh Martin yeah, 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 merch. I read it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He so blink, it's great, isn't it's it? It's where you blink. Yeah. It's the blink mm. point. The blink uh -huh. point is where. You know the cut happens i do that with my movies i have like the button that you for like davinci resolve it's m but i think it's it's for for premiere it's uh the star on the number pad you press that button it creates a marker on like that and and so when i watch the the take i'm trying to cut to the uh, cut find the cut point i watch and then i notice i press that button when i blink so every time I'm pressing that button, it's because I'm blinking. That's when I'm blinking. And then I'll cut four frames off of that. I'll shave four frames so it cuts four frames ahead of that because that's mm -hmm. it makes it more surprising. Um, Shout out to but, Walter Murch. Yeah. Uh, you ever seen Return to Oz? No. Oh, that movie's fucking horrifying, dude. He is. That, that was that's his like directorial debut, and I believe Jeez. only I got a director. That. And yeah, it's it's great. It's. Return, it's what way, is it called? Return, like it's like a sequel to Wizard yeah, of Oz that, I, that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's fucking. It's, it weird. is very, very intense. It's not like Happy Good, you know. The Tin yeah. Man is like arguably the scariest character in the Wizard of Oz. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Wheelers. I gotta dudes. check it out. Yeah, yeah. the Wheelers. Whatever oh, the man, fuck. The Wheelers, yeah. dude. Oh yeah. God, movies make me nauseous. Yeah, they show up it. and like the the whole city's wrecked, man. It's ransacked. They're all all the people are dead, and that's how they're starting Wizard of Oz too. No, you know, yeah. no no Merry Man, no Scarecrow, no. To be fair, the original Wizard of Oz is like one of the scariest things I've ever seen, too. Yeah, <laughs> that, I, that yeah. witch, dude. Yeah, the, yeah, dude, the, the, the monkeys, the, the freaking tornado scene. Yeah. yeah. The, do you, Do you remember? And I this is my trivia for this movie. Uh, the scarecrows who who is presented as the uh, the dumb uh, the, the idiot the brain, the, group, yeah. the brain. Yeah, he needs the brain. Uh, they have a they have, they got a, like a little revolver, like a you know a little bit of iron, and they give it to him, bro. Why would you give the scarecrow? Why don't you give it to the Tin Man who's quite capable with you know. <laughs> 
he's like shooting at the monkeys at one point. Everyone's always like, he no, does have that yapper. No, a scarecrow doesn't have a gun. I'm like, he's got a gun at one point. It kind of comes out of nowhere too. Like where where they get it? They got they got they got like <laughs> gun makers in Oz, bro. <laughs> probably his yeah uh, they have everything in Oz and the the other thing that's interesting and th this is probably widely noticed by now um is that like when they're rescuing Dorothy from the castle the scarecrow comes up with the idea the tin man needs the heart he cries because he's worried about her and the um oh, I know, the I that. the lion who needs the courage like leads the brigade on like going oh, and I, 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 so. I, I never that's great oh. shows that they had it the whole time beautiful you know uh, frank yeah frank, yeah uh, like the whole thing was like it just it they it's basically like they're each of them has a character arc basically mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it could yeah. be the simplest thing in the world like you said it's doing less but you know the tin man in after his dead wife or who's been cheating on him and you know he has a bastard son that you know he's, he's trying to emote with is he that, wants a heart is that he wants empathy oh did you just make that up no, no, no. Oh, so what, what I'm saying is, am I missing another sequel? <laughs> <laughs> no, as in, it's simple. You know what I mean? Yeah. The cur the cowardly lion, he just wants courage. You know, what I mean? it's some big thing. He right. Just, he yeah. wants to be, it's know, the typical when archetype. Dorothy comes just to wants to go acting, home. though, I think that, you know, I think less is more because you know you're, you're seeing a, if you're seeing in a theater, you're seeing a forty foot screen with yeah. a, like an actor's face on it. it get the exhausting. Slightest, if it's... The slightest thing is like super huge on that yeah. screen and and also just if you're watching it on a like an ipad or like or or on a tv screen but also um what like de niro and 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 brando and dustin hoffman would do or or uh, uh the guy from uh who plays uh who, who says the line in apocalypse now uh you know I, robert I, duvall the, the smell or... yeah the smell of pain, the you know smell nate tom in the morning yeah. he uh they all know they they would basically do what felt most natural because when you're shooting a, a film you're often shooting out of order and with theater you have the ability to to evolve and under and evolve your understanding of the character and improve and then find the character and then play that version of the character but in film you can't do that because once you start shooting if you find the character after several weeks in you can't do anything with it because or whatever that means to you you can't do anything with it because you, you have to make it match the rest of the film and also what i found from doing feeding the fire this way where you you basically trying to you try to just be yourself in the character as the character in that situation you people find think you're a better actor than you are true because they're seeing you as that character in the situation right they're thinking that you put all this prep work that you spent so long sorry i spit you put so long so much uh thought work and and preparation and work and foundation point, into yeah. this complex character you didn't yeah you just showed up as yourself and played the character as yourself a bit and what when you give that when you put yourself into the character where meaning you don't put anything into the lines if anything you you arrive at the performance after a few takes which you can't do in theater in film you do the scene a bunch of times eventually something gets rolling on its own mm -hmm. you you start to react to what the character yeah, the characters are doing in the scene so everything your performance is entirely based on what the other actors are giving you what's going on in the scene after you've done it a, a few takes you start to do it a certain way yeah you don't you, you don't do that with like like if you go into an audition if you try to do this in an audition they're not gonna fucking pick you because yeah. you're boring the first take because that's what you need to be you need to be boring the first take you need to just do it boring yeah. do it boring 
I'm telling you. Yeah. Do do the start the first time you rehearse or audition for or something. Do it boring as yourself, and let it evolve take by take by take to where you're actually living as this actor. Yeah, it's, and it's you. I mean, underneath. A character. It, but it's all built from you. Yeah. And and how you interpret. And the then people think that you're a genius, <laughs> and talented, because they they see a, they see a person in there. They see a person. That person's you. Yeah. But the thing is. It's so easy. Yeah. It's so fucking easy. I mean, they easy. don't know you. It is. Uh, anyways. You, I can't even express how fucking, I mean, it's hard to act. I mean, it's hard, still, you're doing hard, you're doing your best. But even when you do your best, it's so much easier to do much better when you do that. Because it's like, you have you on your side. You have your personality. Yeah. You have your, who you are as a person being the foundation of that character. And yeah. you do that. That's what I, that's what I mean when I say less is more. I want you to play that character. I want to see you in that character. I don't want to see. I like that. I'm glad I asked. That. So yeah, it's fucking good interesting, question, dude. And it. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, well, I mean, whenever if I work with you again, for sure, I'm gonna take that into consideration. Yeah, but. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll help you out with that, and we'll we'll work on that. Um, you know, the Tin Man only ever did one take, bro. He was not getting in under all that fucking lead paint <laughs> and all the big costume to do ten takes. You need, you have some. That, 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 that was that was, that was back in one the day. Take. You have some yeah, Tin Man surprised. issues, man. You got something. Uh, no, I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm infatuated with the character. I find all the Wizard of Oz characters to be quite compelling. They're all they're all a piece of uh, body and mind, bro. So, <clears throat> I wanted to jump to a, a later question in my list. Um, because we, we've been ta talking a bit about it, but uh, this is important to me. What makes for a great film or script? And this is a loaded question. I mean, it's very, go, it's very. Actually, I, I do remember you sending me this one because yeah. I did think about it. And let me give me give me a second to recall. Um, I think one authenticity and the fact that like you're showing someone something that's never been shown before. That's mm -hmm. like the reason to write a script. That's the reason to show something. Yeah. And the other, I was going to say, what makes a great script? I want to say simplicity. Nuance, I'd say. Nuance. It's, you know, it's so easy to make a student film about, you know, the greed of capitalism and, and you know, whatever. <laughs> and it's so easy to make it just blunt as can be, you know. And I think a really great script is able to tell, you know, is sure everything's meant to be interpreted. But the, the the more nuanced and the less defined it is, the more interpretation you can have and therefore the more discussion is made, the longer the movie's remembered for. And it's the more real it feel, the yeah. dialogue feels. It's the movies that have in, ambiguous implications that really have you talking for years after discussing and, you know, and, and arguably doesn't that make the movie great because it's talked about all these years mm -hmm. later. Do you ever hear of the concept of negative ideas? And by that, I mean ideas that cancel that either compete against each other holding two ideas simultaneously at the same like time hyperbolic that, that are yeah they're they're at odds with each other right. yeah kind of, yeah I, I've, I've like shakespeare was famous for that right that's what people like cr like credit with shakespeare is like he had he had the one of the probably one of the big reasons why he was so great at what he did it was one of the reasons people say is because he had that ability to have multiple ideas that kind of competed with each other and i yeah. I, I i think you know you have to do that when you're writing a script where you you're you have to empathize with different types of characters and mm. and as the writer especially you have to you have to be able to write from their perspective like um like uh and you don't have to necessarily agree or want to do what they say or like mm. what they're talking about but you have to be able to kind of write 
the way that they would talk or, or the or the way right the the things that they would say and that's one of the hardest things to do is to aaron, aaron to sorkin and, and a, a few or was it a few good men or was it was it yeah i think it's a few good men i've seen it i've the tom cruise the the you know the 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 you know jack nicholson the court you, know, you can't one. handle the truth right yeah, yeah yeah that speech is 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 recited by people who are like him who are like the kind of guy who would do the things that that character did, like uh -huh. horrible things. And it supports their belief system. Even though Aaron Sorkin doesn't believe those things, he wrote it right. and it was able to empathize or, or kind of create a bridge between him and those people for that character hmm. so that we could get a slice of that evil and quote it for to the end of the time. Well, yeah. I mean, the you know, yeah. the, the the evil characters are the ones who are conflicted like that are always the more you know, nobody likes the goody two shoes, bro. Nobody yeah. likes like they're the, more interesting. Nobody likes the Luke yeah, Skywalker. I mean, bro, Heath Ledger's you know, Joker, was, like his he may have been right about a lot of things. Joker. Doesn't mean he wasn't evil. The Joker was killing people, bro. It's yeah. it's <laughs> like watching a truck that's coming at you. Maybe I haven't seen it. How no, I've not seen that. I mean I, how can you not remember it? Yeah, <laughs> like the fucking no, dark no, night. I know. I, 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 my roommate showed. Yeah, my, yeah, my, my, my roommate showed it to me. I remember that. But it's like you're like, oh, Batman. But I can't remember how he got Joker at the end. Did he kill him? Don't spoil it for anybody. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Well, no. I'm but uh, uh, I, so uh, with the the script, I mean, it, I I would say to to the question of what makes a good film and a script, and uh, it's really. Uh, personal opinion in a lot of cases but for scripts i would agree with the nuance and whatever makes it as as natural and realistic mm -hmm. but i forget who said this but it was like every line in the script every single line has to further the story yeah. has to advance the story uh, there can't that. just be yeah, a wasted yeah. line um or and, shot same as or shot or yeah anything and scene it's for for a film for me um because i do like those and we were kind of talking on the way here i do like those films and stuff and i think david gordon green said it um director i really like he was saying how it's like the perfect collaboration and that's pretty obvious but in a scene if you want to if you're getting men's if you're getting like mesmerized within that scene in my opinion it needs that perfect balance where it's just upping the tempo to that point of like the oh shit moment don't give it away too quick but do give it away you just gotta know the moment. right and, and it's just that perfect balance between if you choose to use music in the film of music scene and emotion all just boiling together to give you that release as a, as a film goer almost what i've what i've kind of come to um with trying to explain this and and think about it the way i try to think about it is i think the broadest probable way of, of explaining what makes for a great film for me is is knowing, and I call it this isn't how it sounds, knowing how to, knowing how to choose your battles, and by that I don't mean knowing who to pick fights with. It's or it's knowing what battles to fight first, and what order and what what battles they are, and what that I'm but by that I mean what decisions what things you choose to focus on first what decisions do you make at first and or what things do you do first and and in what order they trickle down to a finished film and it starts beyond having the idea it starts with your daily routine it starts with your morning routine how you wake up every day how it starts with with your philosophies on life and and also how you absorb and and take in life it uh, it starts with all that and then it comes to the idea also, the restrictions you have on on how, what ideas you want to come up with. You, you you give yourself restrictions, 
You tell yourself rules that help you come up with better ideas. You, you tell yourself, let's come up with an idea for a film that is non-location dependent so that's easier to fund. Let's come up with an idea that, you know, okay, so we don't, we can shoot, it's all dialogue. We If, if we can't get a theater for this scene, but I, I came up with a film that needed a theater. If we can't come up with a theater, we can shoot this in another location just as easily. If you can do that, you are flexibility. Setting, yeah, you're setting yourself way ahead in terms of mm. filmmaking um, production wise. Um, you, you know, and if you can make that script work, um, also once you've had the idea for a film, do you start writing immediately? No, S start by coming up with the storyline until you fleshed it out completely before you get into the woods and the thick of it, flesh out all that. Also, don't think about storyboard or any of the shots or any of the colors of the film, or, or if you want to, you can, but don't lock yourself into any of that until you've finished the script. Hmm. For the script, all you need to be focused on is story. Get the story first before you even start writing it. And then when you do the first draft, uh, I, I personally go all the way through the first draft, even if it's just a summary. And then you you come back another day, rewrite it, reread it first, and then rewrite it. I always, that's important rereading it before you start rewriting completely um everything you've written on it and then kind of going through and then in per perfecting each scene in sequence and then as you go through you you get this uh you 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 you, you know you're doing things in the right order and then as you're rereading and re as you're rewriting it that's where you start working on the dialogue you start saying it out loud performing it so that you know, early on so that you not in the first draft, I don't do that in the first draft because it's just for me. But when you're going through and uh, rewriting it, you start saying the lines out loud, make sure it sounds like a person like or or that you can feel yourself as the character saying that eventually you have a That's scene where, where you feel like you could be either character, you could be playing, you could be an actor playing any of the characters, Yeah. do all that. And then once you get to a finished script that feels solid, also along the way, get feedback. When, get feedback when you have the idea. Before you start even coming up with, fleshing out the idea, get feedback then. Um, and then once, eventually, and this is cutting to the chase very quickly, eventually you have a finished script that is solid. That, that people who you, who get the movies you like, get it and they like it and you're good. Then you Then from there, you start to develop the vision. You you start to you know reread it and, and look at okay this is uh you know you start doing directing actors prep uh which is basically like for me that it's a book called directing actors by Judith Weston and it basically it's you you basically are rereading the script and coming up with all your ideas for it from on the first chart like she has charts that you fill out and the first chart is filling you know writing down your ideas and you're you're the you know spotting the things the lines that give you the evidence on why this is true or not and then you you start moving towards what are the immutable laws of the of the story based on that evidence and then you start coming up with okay based on what you think the story is about how do you or what it could be about how do you get what do you say to the actor and directable action like like actable directions are you know, very specific that, you know, it could be an action verb. It could be an objective. It couldn't be a backstory or, or what if, or an, like an adjustment, like a, what if you give you, you, you turn your ideas into those actions or those directions. I did that for rusty spade. Um, you basically, so that once, then once you do that, then you move towards seeing how, what are the identifying the beats in the story. And for that, for her and her, in her, uh, definition, it's, identifying each time the topic changes 
identifying what that is, where it happens. And then when you go through the rehearsal, you start with like, you, you do it beat by beat. There's a story where she talks about what, where did the word beat come from? Well, one day, one f a horrible day, a Russian uh, said pronounced bit. He was trying to say bit by bit because as chunks, chunking it. And then he said beat by beat in his really thick Russian accent. And people just started saying it as beat by beat. <laughs> it, all because of fucking that. Um, so I'll say this for Josh, bro. I, I read his copy of Directing Actors and like every other page was like creased. So the dude reads the book and the dude it's uh, fucking, enhances it. it, it it's a Bible in or terms I'm sorry, of directing in, actors uh, or acting. What's the word? Was the word I'm looking for? Absorbs it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's good. Um, I mean, I've I, it was one of the first books I read, and I then I got into reading like fifty books in a year, like after reading wow, that book. That's impressive. I'm but still reading this same. I was on, I was on ADHD right medicine at the time, so I <laughs> so I read a lot because of that. But that's uh, great. But, um, you know, so you read that, you, you figure out the beats <clears> and then you find the connections, what, what, con what connects in the each beat together. And yeah. once you've done all this prep work, some of it, most of it is useless on set. Mm -hmm. You throw it away when you go to set. You don't look at any of these papers on set, but you've done like if, if it's, if it's a, like a, like a 12 page script, like Rusty Spade, I did like 13 hours of prep work just on that, like of that kind of prep work. And, uh, like really creative prep work where I spent an hour, I could only get an hour out of me, like really hard work and 13 hours of that. And basically I, you know, you take that, that's something that I do. And then I'm probably going to go to do like storyboard, uh, coming up with storyboards, all sorts of stuff to figure out all these things that best help me plan <clears throat> the film I want to make. But there's, you, you have to know what these things are and then sequence them. But not only that, you have to start by doing shorter projects Definitely. so that you can fuck up and learn. And also, but, but the important thing is you have to do small projects at first, a lot of short projects, because you can get them done faster because you learn the most by getting things done well. You don't learn anything or you barely learn anything if you do something done terribly, when, especially when you get feedback on it after you've come up with it. Mm -hmm. Like if you get feedback later in the process, like after you finish the script, Often it's bullshit to most people unless, but if you get, if you get used to getting feedback early on and often you, you keep track of where are you losing people and you realize, Oh, you know what? It's not that bad to listen to feedback and do what people, you know, try to fix the script to make it work better for you and others because you eventually you learn, but automatically you will learn to automatically come up with ideas that work for people by finishing a bunch of small projects done well that people enjoy as a result, when they see it, you get really good at coming up with future ideas for films that people enjoy seeing even more than that, than the previous ones. You, you learn by getting things done well. And also part of that is, is also getting feedback every step of the way. So like if anybody wants to start making films, do that, get feedback early and often, and then get to a lot of small projects done first. I mean, right now I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm ready to do a feature film. I'm I, even if I'm not, even if I, find out i'm not ready i'm i'm ready to do it I, I i i don't care like i i just i i have to i'm I, or i'm gonna go crazy <laughs> i'm not kidding like but uh yeah um i just don't see the incentive of doing short films i see the incentive of doing sketches like internet sketches because they're low amounts of work um but i do put a lot of work into them but it's like Films, I, I want to do feature films now if you're gonna go all, go all in you might as well in. i'm gonna yeah. spend a lot of money on them i might as well do like 
if I'm going to spend money on costumes for World War II film, I might as well do an hour to two mm. hour long film than just use them for like a fucking short film. <laughs> Fuck yeah. that. And throw them out. Yeah. Do I, I, I see. I see it as I, it's what I can do right now. And, you know, it's like once if I want it to be 20 minutes long, it's 20 minutes long. If I want it to be 60, it's 60. And it's like, you know, I, I have no. Like I, I, yeah, like, you don't have control over that. Do you feel? Yeah, uh, yeah so I, I, I don't mind. I, I love doing short films. I like doing yeah. short visualizers. I like doing, you know, experimental art and experimental film, even if it's three minutes long. You that know? stuff you post is cool. So the, it's like the greatest. <laughs> um, what, What's his name? <clears throat> William. Uh, I can't think of it. It's the guy the who film. filmed the orange for or the lemon for 10 minutes and just shine light on it different ways. And hmm. it's, you know, it's where's that at? Is that on YouTube or something? I'm sure it's, it's probably on YouTube. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, definitely. It's and, interesting. And it's, and it's, you know, it's by, by no means, you know, some incredible, you know, epic, but it's, it's gets people watching and it's talking expressive about it. And yeah, yeah all, 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 but my point was <clears> that all of his shorts are, all of his films are short you know between three and ten minutes or so and it's you know and he's a well-regarded guy i guess not well-regarded enough to where i can remember his name but the the, <laughs> yeah. the film's you called can find Lemon. that out we'll, we'll plug it and it's the other one is what the website is Pea, peas and carrots which is peas and carrots it's great <laughs> carrots. so what is the hardest thing you both have ever done in life or film or the thing you're most proud of Mm. Hardest I've ever done. For me, it's probably Rusty Spade. <laughs> so I answer for everything. Oh, um, man. Yeah, that is tough. For film, I would say that first step of just saying, fuck it, I'm going to give this a try and, and go into my first audition, I guess. Yeah. Because um, that shit... It, and I haven't auditioned in a while other than, you know, the Zoom call. But <clears throat> So it probably is still nerve-wracking. But, I mean, at the time, it's like you're going in to be judged <laughs> and you're and you're putting your yourself on the line and you're emotions on the line and it's like that was stressful um in life jesus christ man waking up now <laughs> oh, that's know. tough those are those yeah. are the little no, struggles it is man. Tough. I, I, um you have to have a reason to get up uh yeah i would say similarly like just the, the building the confidence to do these things and to know that yeah. they're worthwhile you know even when they're not <laughs> pretending yeah. that they are worthwhile is a big part of it it's a big part of a you know self-image self-esteem and you know I think that extends past film and into just everything I do and everything, you know, my friends do. I, you know, a big part of it is just the, uh, the, the confidence in yourself. And it's like, dude, I'm definitely not like in a, like a demoralized person, but it is definitely tough to have good self image. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, mm -hmm. you, you want to knock yourself down any chance you get, which is, uh, you know, it's hard. It's a hard thing to overcome. So yeah. I would say something like that. <clears throat> It's very hard to overcome. I also once, uh, what's it called? Um, had a door that needed the bolt to be, the bolt was stripped, but I need to be out of the door. And that was kind of a pain in the ass to do. So physically, that was the hardest <laughs> thing I've ever done. I had a ruptured appendix in sixth uh, grade. That's way and worse. And they left, they left a piece in like jackasses because oh, they, uh, they, I guess I wasn't like complaining enough. So they didn't think it was appendicitis. And uh, they had to go back in and slice me open again. The oh, fucking you should see these terrible yeah. same day or it was like a two week process. Oh yeah. Oh. So I've I've, I've I've heard that your appendix bursting is one of the most painful things it feels in the like world. You're right? Fucking stabbed. Yeah. If your stomach hurts right on the right side, go to the hospital. Yeah. You ever passed a kidney yeah. stone? 
<laughs> oh, God. I don't even Because uh, I've heard that one's pretty yeah, comparable, Yeah, I don't even want to think. Right. You may have to cut this out, but yeah, cut it out. Bro, that's terrible. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, we're cutting back in from that story. <laughs> I'm sorry for that, dude. That's oh, good. man. You. Yes. Oh. Gotta love it. <laughs> sure you want me to cut it? Oh, let's cut that. Cut uh, do you want that in your, in no, your podcast? No, no. Right. Cut it out. Oh, uh, man. Health talk. Jeez, oh, those stories make me Boy lightheaded. Boy talk. Those, to- those stories make me lightheaded, marvels. man. It, yeah, makes it tingle. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Anybody so- want to try it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. When you when you think about it, you visualize it, and then you start to yeah. feel it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel it. Oh. So <laughs> what was your either your favorite failure or your most meaningful failure that where you something where you learned the most or something hmm. very valuable i'd say part of my presidency was it, not so much that it was a failure but uh, learning from mistakes from that and and making the making tough decisions in life which is very hard to do mm-hmm. um you know i feel like i've learned from that to and hmm yeah I, I'll, I'll keep thinking what do you got my I, mine's less of a failure and more of just like a sobering reality is my i think my biggest awakening is to the fact that you know nothing is guaranteed ever mm-hmm. and destiny is not the solid thing that we like to pretend it is mm-hmm. you know you are the master of you know what, what, what's your domain and really everything does come down to i mean there's obviously outside circumstances so let's say it's 10 percent but 90 percent of where you are and your fate comes from you and to know that that's not guaranteed and can flip on the dime is like a really really sobering thing to grow into as an adult and to realize and you know you sit there and you're like wow i you know and and it makes you appreciate where you are if you do have at least somewhat good footing you know the the, the thought that it could be worse is always a little bit of like solace in that and just to know that you know all this could be for absolutely nothing at the end is 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 a thought that one keeps you on your toes and two is really threatening you know what i mean it's 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 morbid but uh i I have something to add about that um so years ago, I started listening to like or, or reading and and listening on audiobook uh, books by Stoic philosophers like Marcus Aurelius and and uh, Seneca uh, the young or Seneca younger I forget, but ma- mainly Marcus Aurelius. And then eventually, I I found out about the Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu, um, and I started listening to that all the time. Um, but but meditations by Marcus Aurelius and Tao Te Ching by by Lao Tzu are books that are very near and dear to me in terms of they're just a reminder of what I should be focused on, what, what should be important in my life. And, um, and in a lot of ways. And, and I, I think, but, but one of the things that in meditations by Marcus Aurelius is it, with med, with, with stoic philosophers, there's just this, I, this morbid idea that we're going to die and nobody's going to care, uh. you know, but what's the matter? What, why does it matter? Like, yeah. if you think about it, like one of the things about, um, in Marcus Aurelius's meditations, and this is probably just the translation of the, the way they put it. There's probably a better way of putting it in a better translation, but it's like people's applause or, or, or like praise of you is just the clapping of tongues. Who gives a fuck if people a thousand years from now are clapping their fucking tongues about you? Well, it's, I, I'd say it's it, it's purely existential. We want to know that even in a million years, in some way, we will still exist, and mm. you know that, that that's through what we do. What and, I think it is is people want to know that they're part of something greater. And well, the thing is, uh, you are part of something greater. With that, whether or not people remember you for something you did, people will remember you mm. for being, 
here now with you yeah. if you have family who who they love you or you do something you know you, you're there for them but even that's friends. fleeting you know what i mean even that isn't, yeah. isn't forever but the moment the moment is yours being present the moment right now where we're on this podcast talking this moment is ours and then it's gone hmm. but this next moment's ours and then that's gone but the moment you stick to the moment be present that's what they mean by be present this moment that's constantly ever changing is ours that makes me want to give a little shout to like the motion camera or you can even call it the still camera i think that you know now 150 years after we've had this technology you know it's on your phone it's nothing it's just what you take pictures with but up until that point moments were single instances and to know that they can be captured i think is one of the most undervalued things of modern technology mm -hmm. yeah think about how life-changing that is that that completely warps our perception of time we don't think of it like that because we just see pictures and movies but think about how i mean you literally are internalizing light in a certain place in a certain mm -hmm. time an era you know you go back and look at lumiere photos and all that and the and, horse and, running was that was that his uh that wasn't but same but they, same, it, same time people realize that the horse is off the ground the horse all yeah the exactly the you know look at like 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 stieglitz photos and stuff from like the the 30s and all of that is so you, you could you could never get that same picture of grand central station the people are different the the mm. stations evolved yeah. obviously mm. everything uh, you, you you know i guess you could technically set that up but the the genuine the authenticity the, the, the ability to capture a moment a like moment that in time you're is, capturing it. i think one of the most underrated like yeah you know it, it's 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 magic to a caveman you know what i mean it's, <laughs> yeah i always say like I, I would do i would pay any amount of money to take someone from even as, as recent as in the grand scheme of things the 1700s and just for 10 minutes place them in our current world and just yeah. watch that oh, reaction yeah, lose their shit. that would be priceless <laughs> they probably throw up <laughs> yeah but it, 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 you know it, it, there's i can't remember take me back i don't yeah, know <laughs> i can't remember who said it but it's like if you go far enough back in any time period in any kind of race the future will look like magic at one point you know like yeah. literal unexplainable magic so if you if you show the guy comprehend. from the 1700 a picture of himself he would think you're practicing you know it's some kind of sorcery or <laughs> yeah know, there's some islands of, of people who are like uh separated from the rest of the world oh right yeah. what is that where like they do that North and Sentinel they freak Island? out yeah show them a picture of themselves they, they like <laughs> yeah what, what, what's the one it's somewhere in the indies that it's like uh they you know they kill all outsiders you know nobody can step mm. foot on there i think yeah. it's like north sentinel island or something there, there's some islands Sentinelese. where where they 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 pray to a god called john from and basically what that is john from it was actually they call some him john from no, it was John from the U.S. or John from. Yeah, that's funny. Another, that's fucking It was because in World War II, these these pilots would fly with their cargo planes, fly there, you know, park and you know, give them a bunch of, of yeah. like stuff, and so they'd pray to these like these planes. The man who just flew in these structures and, yeah. Yeah. of planes. They're basically like World War II planes, because they think if they pray to that, that that this John, then John from John from the U.S. is going to come by and bring them gifts from, yeah. from their world, his world. You know, the theoretically, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the idea that a deity can be craft like that really is like a is a blow to religion and really it, is, yeah. you know, is, is, is if you want any kind of fuel towards that, you can look at, you know, a modern example like that and, oh, yeah, well, they really do create uh, idols and deities based yeah. on phenomena, you know what I mean? Anything they don't they didn't know what clouds were back then, you know? Right, you know, we, we, we look to put meaning into the unexplainable and because of that, we yeah. have gods, we have, well, you know, why, when it's lightning, is it 
is it you know a, a combination of hot and cold fronts colliding and creating an electric charge no it's a guy up at the clouds who throws thunderbolts when he's mad about something when he's mad about something or he's bowling in the you sky. know what i mean we, 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 yeah bowling. yeah but, but, but we look for answers you know yeah. it, like, like with the greeks man they they had the the god of taking a piss you know what i mean because <laughs> yeah. they, they, they want to know where it went you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude it's true you can make uh, that your clip and that yeah no, that's all that's going on instagram tv <laughs> yeah. we should make a name for him write a movie around that the god yeah, of taking yeah. a piss yeah yeah because the uh, god takes the piss out of you <laughs> <laughs> so what 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 are you most excited about in the future film related life related anything anything for me it's film projects film related right working with you because you oh, thanks, you're man. fucking ambitious um <laughs> uh life related it's gonna sound fucking corny but leading a happy life you know huh? no that's, oh, that's um completely like yeah that's a good answer yeah i'm excited to experience you know I'm, I'm 21 years old i have like a lot of great years ahead of me i'd like to think you know i like to stay optimistic and just the idea that, yeah, right. Knock on wood. That in two years, like, die, I, especially because I'm 25 already. The god of knocking on wood. Just I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I like to imagine that in two years I could be in a completely different place, doing yeah. something completely different, and yeah. it's threatening. But at the same time, it's you know the the, the sky is literally the limit, and I'm more than. Do you think there's a possibility that. you won't continue writing and directing films? I, I no, I uh, look uh, when Keep I get out of college, it. I want to do something practical. You know what I mean? I want <laughs> I want I want to get a job doing. I, I you know I want to yeah. work union. I'd love to be an AC. I'd love to you know work in the camera department like that. So, you know, yeah. I, well, I, if, so I, well, I'll I, try well, and hire you when I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> um, and and you know and but but I think with practicality comes opportunity in other fields. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I want to hit the New York scene and meet everyone I can there, just because like you know New York is happening artistically right now. Right now we're hit we're hitting a second oh, always. Oh because oh because yeah yeah I've heard of that. No, just in the last ten years, I mean we're oh. hitting a second sixties with the New York underground really? film scene. I mean New York mm. is. I, I would say more authentic, more raw than LA in terms of like true yeah. independent film. I mean, hmm. you know, look, 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 know look what look what the Safties have turned into with their network, bro. Ilara oh, yeah. might be the most cutting edge. Wait, what film production company? Ilara is there. Oh yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're publishing. But my God, the the so, amount of stuff that goes under the radar through them. I mean, everyone knows like your good time. Like the movie is literally made by the Safties, but like. The one I watched the other day was what was it called? Frownland, and it was riveting. I, I was I was amazed. Frownland. I'm gonna look that up. I, I'd, I'd have to look up who directed it, but it was someone in that network. Frownland. Mm. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Very. If it's up. not, remind me later. I'll. I'll, I, I'll look it's, into it. It's on Criterion. It'll, it'll be, be on the it'll website be somewhere. Or it's. it's well, I mean, I'll website. put it on the. I'll put it on the website on the of proper for sure. But I guess going back to you haven't seen a good film made in so many years. I'm pretty sure that was made in 2019. So <laughs> I think I think it's that. Because it, what I mean by that is in like in terms of big scale, like like in terms of like like now, like the big companies. Are, yes, you're right. They're focused on making things that are safe for them. Yeah. Big Hollywood is all about but because the they're not taking risks. They're not working with new filmmakers mm -hmm. as much. You know, I don't think I, I mean, not new, to be fair, we're not taking risks in terms of the uh, the film they're making. It's nothing new. You know, yeah, yeah. Mar your, your Marvel superhero schlock, right? That's safe. It's the 50s. It's the same thing as in the 30s when they had Frank Capra going with, um, you know, uh, uh, Ingrid Bergman. That never happened. But, uh, you know, it, it, the stars, man. You know, you yeah. got, uh, God, why am I forgetting all the names all of a sudden? Jimmy Stewart. 
Yeah, Jimmy Stewart and Grace <laughs> Kelly is like they 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 put those two together not for acting ability, but because you could put their faces on a poster oh, yeah, and it yeah. would sell. Yeah, yeah. Not to say Hitchcock is by any means a bad director. I mean, he's one of yeah. the great artists. But yeah, a lot of people say you can learn so much about film. And not to say Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly are not fantastic actors too, but they're they're banking on the star power more than anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when they killed off. Um, uh, what's her name in, in Psycho? It's it's the same thing, bro. Except he's going against the grain there. You know, uh, yeah. she, God, she's great. She's huge, but I can't think. Jamie of Lee Curtis's is. Uh, mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what Janice Lee. Is that her Janet name? Lee. Janet Lee. Janet Lee. Janet Lee is great, and they kill her off in the beginning of the movie. That's Hitchcock kind of going against the Hollywood thing. Yeah, but if any more so, it's. Hitchcock going against the commoner who just paid five cents to see their star get killed off. <laughs> that's kind. Of, that's kind of like the uh, the original, the original scream That'd to a lesser great. extent. Make, make, right. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, had Drew totally. Barrymore, right. and, and they were, and she was the biggest star in that movie. In it at all. And make, she, make a really low budget film, and you you cast Matthew McConaughey in it, and you have him on the poster, and then you kill him off in the first like right? five minutes. No, it's great. It's a, it's 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 both Subverts a statement against the, Hollywood, and yeah, and it's a pretty clever twist if yeah. done right it could Subverts also be done very hacky see i i yeah. get it i get so with, with films uh like i get why like like the cast like people a lot of people i'm not like this but a lot of people go to see movies <clears throat> because of the actors i go to see i i, I oh, pick yeah. movies based on the director and, and that's the no fault of anyone mm-hmm. i mean people want to go see the faces they know that's yeah. you know human yeah. you know it's like their tribe i'll go see you know? a jimmy stewart movie because i think jimmy stewart is one of like the most fun actors to watch yeah. it's I, like like he's got like, got like an eternal old man voice and it's fun he does, to hear, he you know does. what i mean i i go see a movie with mike because you know i know him uh-huh. and but people think that they know these act these actors that's you, you why know, you know the people they play yeah yeah and so you, you feel like a sense of safety with it and no. so that's right or, or or also you look up their name it's more it's more uh easy for people to find it yeah and so i understand that like i get that um and they they see acting as these these instead of these specific characters and their nuanced characters they see it as this famous actor this brad pitt just being brad pitt and doing his traits throughout yeah. the thing and that's what they I appreciate mean, as acting brad there's nothing pitt wrong with in the new tarantino movie is not playing a character he's playing brad pitt yeah, yeah. what once upon a time he gets stoned yeah. and you know fixes takes his shirt off yeah. takes his shirt off and that's drinks great. beer it's like and destroys the do, do you do you think that he came in and rehearsed that no <laughs> he walked in he said what do i gotta do he's like what are you wearing right now this <laughs> hawaiian <laughs> shirt and slacks he's like all right uh again you know get up there we're uh, doing scene one sorry you know about that <laughs> but yeah, you know, that's and, and, and and that's great too. Is the uh, not not even the typecast, but directors knowing their actors and yeah. knowing when to use them and how to utilize them. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, the best movie would be the one where the actors can just do their performance themselves and just be themselves. They don't have to change anything, and just it's the most naturalistic thing in the world. Yeah, that comes down to like great casting, <laughs> right? Look, look at look at Dinklet, Dink, Dinklater, Dinklater, do it, Dinklater. The guy's the guy's got a porn star name. You can't think of porn, but um, Richard Linklater. Yeah, Richard Linklater. No. Uh, but look at him doing slacker. I mean, he didn't get actors. He just got music guys in the scene. And yeah. what do they do? They give a performance of music guys in the scene. They're awkward. They like hunch. They like trail off and they're talking about who knows what and really don't know what they're saying. But yeah. you're like, oh, it's great because it's authentic. And you're not yeah. asking them to play a character. They're just playing dopes. And that's why slackers. I like David Gordon Green, too. He, in a lot of his movies, and I think Joe especially, uh, if anyone's familiar with that, he gets he when he's location scouting, he gets some local um, workers or bar owners or something, and, and he integrates them in the movies. Oh, and for Joe, he found like a breakdancing homeless man that he saw on the street, and he's like the main 
character mm-hmm. one of the main characters and he's like really like scary in it but right. it, but it's cool how like some filmmakers who really use their power and use it efficiently to yeah. integrate these yeah. these regular people into their movies the most convenient ones the one where they don't act at all you know yeah like right. i was saying less is more yeah. that, that nomad lad nomad my god nomad land film with um Francis McDormand was great for that. A lot of just regular people acting. You know, they were just playing themselves more or less. So, a uh, quick question: um, Do you, you guys got to get out of here at six? You said right? Yeah, definitely by six. Yeah, okay. let's try and get All right. avoid that storm. Yeah, so, got a bit of a drive. Um, yeah, do you know? Do you know there's a hurricane coming? No, it yeah. might not hit you here, but right, it's, but it's yeah, gonna coming the off coast. the coast. Yeah, it's like her. What'd you say, I Harold? Her- uh, I think it was Henry. I, maybe I could Harold be wrong. was the last one. I think it was kind oh, of big. I want to say it was like 1990s. I, I remember like Ivan and Charlie. I don't know. Like, like it, it <laughs> was one. It was like, insane. you know, before Katrina was big. It was like, okay. it was like one of the big ones. I, I Don't quote me Fucking on that. Fucking Harold. How do you... F- <laughs> this is uh, this will be like the la- last main question. And then I'm going to get into a series of deep question, deep right. rapid fire questions. Right. Uh, yeah. And we'll close it off with that. So um, sweet. I like that. How do you... How do you feel... This is... So how do you feel about the state of filmmaking today and how could it be better? Uh, not being a Marvel fan, I would say just too much. The, <laughs> For, the Disney problem. <laughs> the Disney problem. Too much um, hitting the same notes just to please the crowd. My biggest beef, I do not even watch trailers anymore. They give away fucking yeah, yeah. everything. Well, it's because they're selling, they're selling the yeah. tickets. They're try- I mean? Yeah, they're trying to get as many seats. But I feel like it was, never, it was never this bad when, it, when yeah. it came to trailers, but... It's because when they show the twist in the trailer, your your commenter is gonna want to see where that goes. You know. What I mean? Yeah. I saw a trailer for a film. I haven't seen it yet, but it was it's 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 a this uh, in, independent uh, horror film called Terrifier Two. The way they did that the first one I've seen, yeah, the, the yeah. clown. I haven't seen no, any no. of them, but that trailer was really well done. It didn't give away anything, but just, it was it just gave, it gave you the characters. That first, it gave you the characters. The and ad for uh, Alien be. is great for that. It's yeah. like rapid fire images, and you, you and you don't. I don't even think you see the alien in it, but it's you know yeah. you know, th- you know exactly what it's yeah, about. You, yeah, it's something where yeah, you, I don't know how to do it. Like I yeah, yeah I, well, I, you have to figure it out. But <laughs> it's um, there's one that they just I saw it on Reddit. <laughs> We've been referencing Reddit, Reddit a lot. Um, it was about um this person. I, I forget what the movie was called, but they're making a uh, like a book deal on it. It gives you. The characters' motivations, the humor, the twist, and how that twist is resolved, like all within the trailer. Yeah, right. So you already watched the uh, movie. It's just fucking just missing the scenes. Uh, one more question before we get into the deep questions. I can I can to... I can I say my answer? Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Because this is going to be douchey as hell. It's like my pretentious answer. Get rid of digital camera systems and get get everything back on film. I think the hmm. the digital camera has been the biggest saving grace for modern filmmaking, but it's also been the laziest or it's given way to the laziest results is, is I, I, I think that one, you have oversaturation of content. Everybody and their mama is making movies now. Yeah. And it used to be reserved for the people who really had the passion for it. Not to say that not anyone can do it, but it's like, if you wanted to do it, you were going to bust your ass off to make it happen. And I think that, you know, these digital systems you know, sort of cheapen that a little bit. I, 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 when it comes to the film and versus digital debate, I, I prefer to shoot on digital. I love the look of film. I don't mean anything against the look yeah. at all. I just mean in terms but of... But no, I completely 100% agree with you. Yeah. The fact that there's so much fucking content out there, yeah. it makes it 
it, it, it gets rid of that filter of people who really give a shit about yeah. the process. Yeah, like, like if Barbara Loden was here today, bro, yeah. would she have made Wanda? Probably not. I mean, she, you know, it, or would that have picked it wouldn't, up? It wouldn't have... It's it would get five guns. views on YouTube, right? It would. It, it, That's what my, it's the fact. Like, that happened she to me. Like, I, I don't. I, I'm lucky if I get over like hundred views. Like when I Ugh. put something out. And um, no doubt that's the reservation held by thousands of people in yeah. America who are. In, doing in addition this kind of to thing. that, I, I think practical effects are very important. I think that uh, should never yeah. be diminished. In with all the oversaturation CGI, yeah, uh, I, I really, effects. I really hope practical effects, especially when it comes to like gunshots. How do you like the, how do you like the visual gore. effects in the Rusty Spade? Oh, they, everybody, well, they th actually, everybody thinks everybody thinks the the gunshot was practical. Yeah, and uh, everybody well, thought I gotta tote my own David, horn there. I gave it a little. We David's face. I made his face look smashed in. I added blood oh, and it was yeah. just the white cloth. Yeah. I added blood like blood to it or like made it and then added like made, like like used a morphing tool to push his face in. Okay. And so you see it for a moment and then I got to I got to go back and look at yeah. I thought that the gunshot sounded really good and I Also th I the, the bullet pain. that hit the shovel, yeah, the shovel great. it looks like it's still singed for a split second just enough. Yeah, yeah it's just singed. enough. That was cool. I noticed that. Yeah, motion track. That was a pain yeah. in the ass. And I, I gave it a little um, kick too. One last recall. question before we get into the deep questions and I'll get you out of here really quickly. Um You're fine. So man. it's all right if we go a little over. Yeah. So but. so John, what got you first into these kind of films that we mentioned before that I love that you love that is a reason when I real quick when I first read Real Oranges since I have a rule for myself I'm like I don't like making films about filmmaking I read it and I was like this is one of those temple films <laughs> I was reading it but then I read the ending and I was like this guy gets it this guy gets what the fuck he's trying to do thank you the, i i read it and i was like i went i was i went from being like oh, all right i probably will have to say no i'm sorry john but i mean <laughs> I, I i appreciate you reaching out because i do want to dp a film and i appreciate you reaching out but then i read the ending and i was like fuck yeah let's do it <laughs> and if, you. if you have anybody see, you have to see if you have to see this film if when it comes out i'll probably link it to this i appreciate um, but that's that. probably going to be months or yes i don't know how long it will probably, probably be a year oh no on not, not a full depending year. on festivals you want to get festival in festivals it, we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it but if yes, you need funding it, for festivals I'll, I'll help with funding on festivals. oh i we're yeah. we're, we're, we're already we're, we're already kind of living off funding we should throw it or to, to a lot of different places. Yeah, I, and I can cover if that. You, if, you, if we come up with a list of festivals that we want to run yeah, into, I can definitely do I'll, that. I'll help chip in. For sure. No, I appreciate that. Because uh, I want my I want my work out there too. But why? <laughs> yeah, let me know how that, how that works um, with, yeah. with the you know more fundraising stuff i know you posted yeah. some links and stuff, so um it's I already over oh no we, i wasn't we, we, we I, the reason i didn't the, donate in terms of the festival like the, yeah. the festivals <laughs> i didn't yeah. donate but i was like if john mentions hey no, tom okay. are you gonna donate i, I wouldn't want I, I shot the film for free for I know, you i i i would i wouldn't have wanted you to i got i got i was you, like i gotta get I, you a t-shirt by the way oh really i owe you a t-shirt yeah i got some i shot i shot a film for free and this is all i got the stupid t-shirt that's funny it's pretty that's what's written on the back actually so um but yeah, what got you started with these movies? I, the, I it was it Filmstruck. You started watching Filmstruck, and you're like, "Oh, these are big, great movies." That's what happened. Yeah, kind of. I mentioned with Scorsese. I wanted to know why. Where does the life come from that's in his movies? I think it came from partly seeing a lot of these kind of movies. I used to like to just steal scenes and just reshoot the scene. But with how, my friends, what, what, and stuff. when did you start? Like, how old were you? I was like, yeah, like thirteen or fourteen. Shit. You know, getting okay. into high school and stuff. And you know, we way we, longer, way before me. We were laughing at like movies and stuff, and we we're like, oh, let's do this scene, and you know, let's record this, and then you know, you go from literally ripping off the scene to do, you know, <clears throat> somewhat ripping it off. You rip off the element of it or doing something you take completely a different, shot, right? Right? Oh yeah, no, no different. I'm I'm talking about when we we would literally just 
shoot the scene the exact same way with yeah. all the same lines and stuff. And then that gradually went into, you know, they they, they say that every everyone steals the things, and, and and that gradually becomes more subtle. You're not ripping off scenes anymore. You're ripping off shots or you're taking general character movements yeah. or things and then it more becomes more to your own and the more stuff you watch the more you take in the more that it all kind of becomes muddled in this giant collective and no longer are you ripping off a scene you're ripping off eight different scenes but in such small amounts that it it's its own thing you know that's that's kind of like what quentin tarantino did when he started like he would he would play he would do uh he, he had like he worked he had an acting class where he like or he, would, he was a student in an acting uh, class yeah. And he uh, he had a bunch of actor friends, and they would do scenes together. And he would he'd be like, "Let's do a scene from this movie or this like so." Oh, really? And so he would be the one tasked with going and watching the movie and then writing it down. But it would, he, they didn't have DVDs or anything right. to play he it had back. To go watch so it. he had to write from memory. And what happened was he wrote things from memory and then wrote it how he remembered it, but he, he remembered it differently. And then he, start, he started writing things that weren't in the actual scene. He wrote like entire passages. He'd like fill them in. Yeah, he wrote entire passages that weren't in the scene. And his acting teacher was like, or, or, or playwright teacher, whatever, was like, yo, you wait, this wasn't in the movie. You wrote Interesting. this? And he's like, That's yeah. Cool. And then he's like, this is really good. Like it feels as good as the rest of it. And that's when he first had his confidence in writing. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So that's there's some truth to that. Yeah. Start taking, you know, taking something you love and then reworking it. You yeah. know what also works? Try this sometime. Find the original script for a movie you love. If you want to really learn how to write from oh, that. I, I, I've done this before. Rewrite it word about. for word. Oh, never mind. No, I've not no you read that. the script. <laughs> Have it side by side on your screen uh -huh. of your computer. Read the script and then don't, don't copy and paste. Rewrite every letter of that script in final draft or whatever. Hmm. And what happens is you 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 start to become have a deeper awareness of it than you had if had you not done that and you start to you start to some people find that they can literally talk or write with as with the voice of the writer who wrote that script. Right. If you want to find out how to write a Quentin Tarantino style movie Go re rewrite one of his movies, but like line for line, word for word. Uh, no, I suppose that would work. You, yeah, it, you find your way into it. Just something about the process of writing and doing it in a deep creative space, where you become so immersed in it. It's more immersive than watching a movie, mm -hmm. especially as a writer. And it helps you understand the uh, yeah this better yeah, better understand the structure sure. of a yeah, and how they write and yeah. how they write dialogue fundamentally script, it's just a great exercise, exercise. You, you, yeah. you develop this understanding of how their dialogue sounds as you're writing it yeah. and it's different than how it sounds when you're watching the movie for some reason but when you write it there's so many things yeah. that are that you process differently from rewriting the script word for word and it's such a cumbersome process and hard that you are so fucking bored that all you do is you're like <laughs> All right, I guess I'm gonna pay attention to whatever the fuck I'm writing about, and you do, yeah. and you become immersed in it way more than watching a movie. And it's interesting. And it's slower. It's a slower process because oh, it takes yeah. hours and days to do it. When you're watching a movie, it's just two hours. And it's interesting to see how they describe the scene using their yeah. words with script writing without getting too descriptive. Yeah, you learn how to write. You you're like, oh, they did this for that. Well, pff, <clears> I yeah. can do that. You know, I, I, I then I, now I write things. I, I started doing this with The Godfather. I didn't finish. I did this for Casablanca all the way through, and I actually rewrote uh, or I came up with uh, this new ending for my World War II film when I didn't know how to end it, but I figured out from writing that script. Oh. This is how you have a character go through change. Why, this is how what would it you feels have like. ended Casablanca. 
No, 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 no. How? Oh. No, I figured out for my own film how oh, to change, how to have something about to say, feel man. like you, the characters you, you change. You don't get a much better no. ending than Casablanca. No, 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 no. I'm not. <laughs> no, you you learn what a good ending is from from doing oh, it from actually from that. from writing from writing a script all the way through. Yeah, like you 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 get immersed <clears throat> in the characters. You're speaking their lines as you're writing them. You're <clears throat> you're you're immersing yourself way deeper and then you then when you you get to the end especially if you haven't seen the movie in a while like i hadn't seen the movie casablanca in a long time and uh, i didn't remember as much as i thought and so i wrote it and i was like i think i was actually surprised again by the ending and i was like oh that's how you that's make nice. a movie. That's, that's how cool. you try that sometime. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. I was sure. trying to do this with The Godfather, but I, I just, I have, I'm so busy with all these things. I got to try it again. <laughs> totally. Find time. But um, let's get to the deep questions real quick and deep rapid fire questions. Or is there anything else you guys wanted to cover before we? I wish you were right. I wish uh, you had that World War II story ready to go. I'm ready to see that. <laughs> yeah. I might. Nah, so I'm, time, I might time. have it done not next year, but the next year after that. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, that's what you were saying. When we were in the woods too. Um, it, or, or at most three years, or two, two years from, or two or three years, two years from now. But, but like i think oh. what i found is i'm actually i actually added another writing session to my day um so i'm trying to finish my first feature film script and then i'll work on then i'll be well i'm still I'm, I'm, I, I devote one writing session per feature film but i started devoting two to two sessions to um boys be boys and put cr just cranking myself to the max because mm -hmm. i want to get that done immediately um and I've just start. I've I by doing more than one writing session a day. I found that um, my progress is much faster. Like not like like not two times fast, three or four times fast. Interesting. It's weird. Uh, plus, I'm working harder at it because I'm like, you're gonna work on this again later today. So you're like, you're gonna come back to it. My writing sessions are one hour. It's a burst. I work in bursts. I take a power nap. It's a good way minutes, of doing that. A twenty minute power nap. Before that, before that twenty minute power nap, I'll go. I'll go down rabbit holes on the internet on YouTube, just entertain myself, <laughs> laugh about shit yeah. for like thirty <coughs> minutes or an hour, and then I'll go into power nap and then go write, and then you know hmm, the rest is great. history. Um, but <laughs> deep final questions, yeah. rapid fire deep questions. What matters most to you guys? Health. Mental and physical, I think, is, is super important. Agree. Good mindset. Yeah. I think mental more so than physical, you know, not to devalue the other, but, yeah, you know, it, it, th th that comes down to in, in daily functionality. You know what I mean? If you're not mentally healthy, then, you know, mm -hmm. you, 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 you struggle from the second you wake up. You know what I mean? And I think being in control of your psyche and the way you perceive things, I think, is, like, super important. Yeah. Can I add something to that? Yeah. yeah. Um, I started taking this, the vitamins for COVID. Uh -huh. um there's one of them is co is, oh, and they, these were recommended by a guy who you know his his uh, foundation pills. no his foundation has gotten a 70 percent success rate with treating people with ptsd oh interesting oh this is, um, this is the new doctor then. mark uh do, i think doctor uh <clears throat> something gordon mark gordon and he's uh he was on joe rogan recently i can oh, i'll, I'll link that with this but they basically talked about COVID, you know, vitamins, supplements, but what they, one of the things is quercetin. And when I started taking that, um, I have a chemist friend who explained like to me after I started taking it, because I, I, based on the response I've had with it, he's like, oh, it, something about stem cells, it, it gives you less of them, but, but finer connect, like more quality connections. <laughs> Just right. don't take more than the dosage. Right. Um, that's where I recommended and you'll be fine. But, um, it's good having chemist friends, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no doubt. who, who can no. do the who can <laughs> go into scientific literature for you? Um, but yeah, like chemistry. I started taking quercetin from like like Doublewood, uh, the the brand. Uh, um, I wonder if I should keep that in. Uh, free advertising for them. 
but I take that stuff. I I actually started getting over a plateau with my workouts. Rusty Spade fucked me up. Um, it something about that, like white hair in my beard, like it really did mess with me. And I I felt like I was at a lower energy level for for like ever ever since it. And I've I, over over time I felt like more the more I work at filmmaking. The more my energy level goes down, I think, oh, it's just hmm. that's what that's part of becoming an adult. Yeah. Hmm. You know, you're okay. you have to just get you have to work harder now. That's life. Well, when I started taking that, like corsets and supplement, and as well as some others, but mainly that one, I felt my energy again. Like it just came back to that's me. That's great. And now I'm it's getting more and more. Hmm. So I and what I think what 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 he does, what his foundation does, um, is they treat the the way they treat their ptsd patients is like mark gordon mark s gordon i forget they basically they treat the inflammation in your body and your brain they target that right and it's like turmeric that and, and yeah, cor right. cor quercetin i think it has turmeric in it i forget um but like quercetin i know it it's an anti i think an antioxidant is that called where basically like i guess it absorbs or or does something to like open up something to like get rid of the 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 toxins or something or the 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 what, what was it? What did I? What did I call it? Um, the the in, inflammation or something. Um, but I think that was my problem for so many years, especially since doing that film, where I just there was something there was something that wasn't being cleared away, physically and mentally, and especially since I did a four hundred page manuscript years ago. But once I took that, I started taking. I take it every day, like like every day, every twenty four hours, I'll take two, and uh, it's I, there's a difference if I don't like I notice it um interesting even if i forget to like you know remind myself or, or you know like like you notice it because especially if like i have a hard shoot i'm it's imperative that i take it within 20 what, four hours or a little bit sooner just to make sure that i don't get like weighed down by it yeah. and, and the, ne the next few days but because i take it now i can literally go back I, I used to have to take a break after a shoot day before i could get back into writing at full strength I can go right into it the next day because after a full night's sleep on that stuff, your body is so clear and you're you're so bright and full of energy. Like I just I'm like I'm mm. I'm I'm able to go at it like hard, that's harder great. than I've ever been able to. So that's health, man. Um, sorry, that's my <laughs> tangent, small tangent, but you. you I mean, I, I'm kind of just agreeing with uh, with what John said there because health, physical. You know, I've been through some physical stuff. Health. Um, mental health yeah is fucking important because it, it if you don't i mean it goes hand in hand if you don't feel good physically you're not going to feel good mentally that's obvious um and then if you don't feel good mentally you're not going to feel good physically and uh you know if you find the right avenue to channel whatever even if you're having a negative attitude if you could channel certain things into into i guess what we do yeah. could yeah. help but yeah i, I would Definitely. say health for sure <laughs> So the next rapid fire deep question, yeah. who are you and what is your value or, or what is the value you provide to others in the world? I, I will say that, uh, something I think I've done well, um, not so much done well, uh, that I've been able to do. And I've had a teacher say this back in like <laughs> seventh grade. Um, I have different friend groups. Um, and I think I, I find good ways to connect people and bring people together that's good i, I yeah, found that that's that's something that I, i've been able to kind of do even without you know it's not something i i strive to do it just happens but uh i think that's a cool 
cool value to have as a, as a, as a man. Yeah. Similarly, I think uh, I, I've been told I'm like personable. I think I'm like pretty easy to get along with. And I think because of that, I like, you know, when I get the chance, I like to talk to people. And I think, you yeah. know, I hope at least somewhat that people enjoy my company. But I think I'm like, <laughs> I, I think I'm like, you know, I, I think I have a good likability. And I think that yeah. that's a, you know, a, a good strength of mine. You are a sweetheart. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sweetie. Sweetie. What yeah. is your purpose in life? Oh, yeah. Mm. To get it done with. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, purpose in life. Um, yeah, like what we were saying earlier about uh, you know existential woes and stuff. I think to contribute in any sort of way. Contribution. If, I, if at the end of the day, I can say at the end of my life, I can say that I made the world like a fraction of a percent better. Then at least I could say more than people who say they would make it a fraction of a percent worse. So I like yeah. to think, you know. If I'm on the morally righteous uh, side of life, then I'll have at least done something that has like, you know, short term good effect or like it made an it will make a tiny impact somewhere. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Positive contribution uh, in life. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> it's tough, man. These are tough. Yeah, these are tough. There are things that you do that you find that, you know, that helps you make the world a better place. No, I think it's a lot of instinct. You have to, fig you have to figure it out. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think often. I mean, there's no such thing as black and white uh, yeah. dilemmas anymore. Everything is so gray and everything is helping in one way and then uh, making things worse in another. And it's, it's less doing good versus bad than doing more good than bad because you're going to do both and it's like you, you can't know, please everybody you, exactly you, you you doing this will help this person but screw them over and it's like do you technically help them a little more than you screw them over and it's like mm. technically there's a positive outcome you know yeah as morally bankrupt as that is it's technically the you know the more righteous thing to do and that's yeah. you know it's a, it's a tough thing to face what is the legacy you'd like to leave behind or the destiny when you're done here or your destiny when you're done here? I want to retract what I said earlier about like leaving a, the like world a better place. No, 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 that, that, that is still true. <laughs> I, I think back what I say world. about why I create just to create. <laughs> um, the world burn. I, I, I think, you know, as precious as life is, I, I, I would much rather live in the moment if like, if I could say I lived a really good life, maybe this is a little selfish, but leave nothing behind, then I'd probably still be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Just to say that I have no regrets and that I did exist and mm -hmm. I lived and I experienced and I met people, I did things, I went places, then I could still be pretty satisfied with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Similar. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm sorry to keep just Look, agreeing, no, 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 just yeah, to yeah, be yeah. agreeing with him, <laughs> but um, I, I mean, it's, yeah. Um, I mean, accomplishing something you could be proud of, you know, and, and looking yeah, back, uh, whether it's years apart or, or months apart of, of having somewhat of a goal. I mean, when I was a kid, I was like, if I can just, you know, do something that had an impact. And, and there was a time over 2020 when, you know, everything felt hopeless. And I was like, you know, what, it, what the fuck's the point of impact, life? Yeah. And, and then I thought like, you know what, as stupid as it is, I, uh, we were in this Manson family uh, documentary on oxygen. And I was like, what would like 10 year old Mike like think about that? He would think that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, right. So it's yeah. like, you know, it, no matter how small the, the accomplishment is or the step towards a goal is, 
if you're going in the right direction, I mean, it's better than saying you didn't try it at all. You're yeah. inherently more jaded about things than you were as a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I, if I told myself as a kid that I'd be like, you know, doing what I do now, I'd put you over the moon, even though I'm not. Now. They'd be like, yeah, it's awesome. And now you're like, oh, I fucking <coughs> suck. It's, what it's I because do. right now, in order to succeed at what you're doing, you have to focus on the work. Yeah. yeah. It's hard work. And it's, and yeah, it's hard to definitely. focus on. Yeah. And it's it's hard work to compete at what, or not compete, but like to uh, to perform at the level you have to perform in order to do the work. Definitely. Yeah. So, gentlemen, uh, Mike Inglis and John Targowski, I appreciate you guys coming. Yes, sir. Uh, how can how can people follow or reach you? Um, or not reach you? But like, what's first, up to you? Um, I kind of going back to how you said how do you how do you promote yourself? Something along those lines. Oh um, no, this is like we're, we're, we're like it plugs pl like doing plugs. Right, right. <laughs> I, I was just gonna <laughs> say we're done um, the deep questions. <laughs> I'm. Uh, he starts answering in like a deep, profound way. How do people follow and reach you? Well, um, when I I do things, people see what I'm doing. And yeah, <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm I'm uh, I, I'm on social media and I'm on Twitter, fucking around all the time. But like, I'm general gen generally uh, private when it comes to like something like Instagram. Um, I have mm -hmm. two accounts. I have one that I put some photography on, and and you know any stuff we ever do. You should plug that one. I, I will plug that one. Um, you can follow my regular one too for nonsense, but um. <laughs> Inglase, I-N-G-L-S-E. Uh, did I just spell my last name wrong? I, we've been talking for too long. I-N-G-L-E-S-E -E underscore Michael. Um, I, I'll my put it on the screen as well. And, cool. And on the website my, as well. Yeah, you'll see some clowning. Um, but no, it's uh, it, my problem. Hire, hire this man. Cast him. Cast him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want a good time. Um, my problem though is like self-promotion like i just i've never been someone that's why i wasn't really into modeling either i just can't do that yeah. that yeah it's a very egotistical it's too uh, egotistical feel, <laughs> yeah and with acting and i know you have to follow a shit ton of people to get more exposure on your uh instagram but it's like they say you're supposed to like talk like have one-on-one -on -one <clears throat> connections with people i'm an introvert i can't fucking do that <laughs> i can't talk to i people. just don't like talking about met. i just don't like trying to even with my i'm an independent insurance broker and um even doing that like we I made sure we got new logos, all this shit. And it's like hard to just go and be like, oh, you need insurance? Like here you go. You know, it's like yeah. you don't want to be pushy or sleazy yeah. or anything. You and it's, put people, just put things yeah, on Yeah, it's people. fucking hard. But if you want to look at some cool photos, you want to see some nonsense, yeah, follow my Instagram. Become a, become a tombstone salesman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know somebody who does that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and if you have any connections with Tom or John, uh, I'd be happy to. I yeah, to help hit, out hit on any projects. If you want Mike, we're, your, we're his agents yeah. for now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're my handlers. <laughs> Uh, I'm on Twitter, but don't look for me because yeah. that is a cesspool and I don't do <laughs> yeah. anything but contribute to it. Um, uh, my Instagram is John underscore Targaski. Uh, sweet and simple. Yeah. <laughs> anything, any like websites or anything you want to add? Nah, um, if, you, if you come up with something, let me know and I'll add it. Sure. My, mine's in my bio, I think, but it's that, you know. If you need, um, I do not work for a health insurance company, so I can get you the best rate. So hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I we he works I, I'm on gonna, commission. I, I'm gonna plug because people, if anyone has like parents watching, like I I hate to like plug this, but Medicare and like insurance and, and any anything in that field is wait, so confusing. Wait, wait. For like health insurance? Yeah. So you do that right now, right? Yeah, I do health insurance, life insurance, uh, Medicare. I have that on my list of shit that I gotta oh, do. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, what do, you, yeah what do you need? Dude. Just like an individual Oh my plan? God, I did a podcast today. I got my health insurance all sorted out. And the good Fuck thing yeah. is I, I don't work for a company, so I can find I can run any company you need and, and find awesome. the best stuff. And it's so confusing. If, <laughs> if anybody has questions, if your parents want to get on Medicare and they just have questions and they go with someone else, tell them to call me. I'll 
I'll hook him up. Oh man, I'll I'll, I'll I'll point him in the right direction. Sweet ass, and that's what I like oh, about my yeah. job is I, I genuinely feel like it's helping people. So that's great. So like you like you guys you get like a good deal for people. Or you, you must we, have kick-ass insurance. We just, uh, I'm actually Wait, on, where, on You're Penny. based in PA, right? Yeah, but I could get a license. And I have okay, okay. Florida, Delaware. Um, okay, yeah, but okay. I'll self-fix annuities, which is cool. But um, So you, you could help me, right? Like my yeah, area? Yeah, okay, I, cool. okay. I could help anyone in PA, New Jersey, Fuck, Delaware. I didn't realize I knew somebody who's in this. Yeah, oh, man. Shit. Yeah, we, oh. can, we could schedule a little, little call. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm on, I'm on Penny, which is like the PA insurance. That's uh, not, my uh, uncle yeah. told me I got to get on that. That's like I'll look at it for you and see, yeah. Dude, all right, fast yeah, pound like, like three, three times, three you. times. Do, One, do you have two, no, three. you have no fucking. Wait, wait, I, th- I missed the third. <laughs> you have no idea, like that, like that's yeah, been dude. on my mind. Like, I'm like, I got to get that before December 25th, which is my, which is my birthday. Oh uh, shit, yeah, because yeah, you'll be 26. Yeah. Right? Um. So I got to do get Christmas it. birthday. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But uh. So you do have uh 30 days though of the start of the month. So you. Okay. But, but still, okay. it's good to it's good to have it ready. Yeah. I just want to. I, I, I like to do things before I. I like to do things before I need to. Um, yeah, but yeah. acting, man. I got insurance now. <laughs> wow, this is like we accomplished some things today. Sweet, no, this sweet. is a good podcast, guys. I um, wish I had a card. I'd hold it up. To the yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you, it's if, in my car. You, you let me know the information. Put the I'll digital put the, one. I'll up. put it on the way. I'll put. Hey, it I got. I'll give you cards when we go out. And I'll yeah. put. Uh, I'll also put like whatever you need on the website. If anybody wants awesome. to find the links to what we talked about, it's on the website as well. I'm not a scummy um, salesperson. I promise. Yeah, but no, I can. I mean, I can well, help if they've you. listened this far, they they know that. They know that. Um, thank you guys for coming and doing this. Thank and, you for having us. And, Did you uh, plug enough? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah that's all okay. I got. There, are you guys anything else? Check it out. But uh, look I forward think... to to doing more shit in the yeah, future. This for was sure. Great. And for uh, follow us on Insta, I guess. Let's do one more fist pound for everybody. Cheers. Yeah. Power <laughs> of friendship. Mike Inglis, John yes, Tarkowski. Mike Inglis, the actor. John Tarkowski, the writer director. And cut. That's send a wrap. it home. Take thirteen. <laughs> Cool. That was awesome. Yeah, that was great. Oh, you good? Say your water. Water on the wires. <laughs> Classic. Better him than us. Thanks for listening or watching. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. For notes and links to things mentioned on the show, my films, the video version of the podcast, or select the clips from each episode, go to ProfitableProductions.com backslash podcast. Profitable is spelled like my name with two Fs, two Ts. Also, for updates on future episodes, follow me on Instagram at TomProfitTake and at ProfitableProductions. Thanks again catch you on the next take.